Hey everybody, this is episode 56 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting right next to me as always is my pal DeQuincy. Hey guys, thanks for listening like always. And maybe we should name this episode 80. 80. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, as in the number of a certain football player uh, whom we're going to discuss at length today on tonight's episode. I know some of you are, are disappointed. We promised to do our movie draft, but you know, sometimes life gets, gets in the way. You, you have these stories that just fall from the sky like manna from God, and you have to talk about them. And this is one of them. Hallelujah. Uh, for you know, for our show at least. Yeah, especially after the drudge that was February. Yeah, but the storyline is not—it's uh, not a joyous, you know, it's not a joyous story for us to cover. It's—it's a—it's uh, a pretty. Uh, Pretty down, down type of a uh, topic for us to discuss today. Um, it was announced when yesterday on Monday. Yes, yesterday. Yeah. So it was announced Monday afternoon mm-hmm. that uh, Andre Johnson, longtime wide receiver for Houston for our hometown Houston Texans, uh, has uh, had requested a trade or had requested uh, the team look looking into a trade and. Team has granted that request, so he is uh, on the market essentially, and this is—it's for real this time. There's no lockout, no holdout, or anything like that. No contract disputes. Um, It's—he's ready to go, and it's been a long time coming. I think, in my opinion, it's sad, but it it finally reached that boiling point, Uh, and so. What was it ultimately that led to this fracture? Well, I'm on Twitter right now. I'm reading through Tanya Ganguly's um, timeline. She's an ESPN writer. She covers mostly the Texans. Um, talking about that, um, I'm going to say the Astros. The Texans told him that he would catch like 40 balls next year. Like he'd have such a reduced role, he'd only catch 40 balls, which I find ridiculous. That's like. You know, one of our tight ends, not a guy who is, you know, no longer the number one, but he's probably the number two behind. Um, I forget uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins, thank you. And quite frankly, probably the number the number one, number two receiver in all of football mm-hmm. at this point. The guy caught eighty five passes last season. Yeah, still highly productive, and it's obvious that. Hopkins is is the guy you know is the future. Yeah, I mean he's he's the heir apparent to the wide receiving throne for this team, and he made you know he he made huge strides last year, caught over a thousand yards receive or you know over a thousand yards receiving. Um, he had more receptions than Andre, I believe, right last year. Uh, I imagine he did. You're gonna make me look this up, aren't you? But not necessarily. Uh, I will give me a moment. <laughs> uh, but he had more receiving yards than Andre, uh, and yeah, but frankly, he was he was the the number one option most of last season, and we knew that was coming. We knew that this this change, this changing of the guard, is ultimately going to happen. But at the same time, is it really necessary to just kick this guy out the door, show him? Show him out the door and say, you know, hey, it's been real. I got the stats. Last year, 
Andre had more catches, 85 to 76. Hopkins had more yards, uh, 1,200 to 936. And Hopkins had more touchdowns, 6 to 3. You know, for someone who's that big and that powerful, Andre Johnson never had the huge 10, 12 touchdown season. No, he always was, it was usually what, between like 5 and 11, I think. Something that really hurt him as a fantasy player. With 84, 64 career touchdowns? Uh, let's see. His wow. High, yeah, his highest he ever had was back in 2009 when he had nine touchdowns. That's that. That's insane. To think that as good as this guy has been, he's only he's only caught 64 career touchdown passes. And he's amassed over 13,000 receiving yards. I mean, that's... But... You know, it's, that's indicative of this team, really. Um, this, his whole tenure. He's just been on one bad team after another. Yes, imagine what his stats would look like if he didn't have David Carr throwing into him for half his career. And whatever you have to say about Matt Shaw, there were three, four years where he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. No, absolutely. No, no doubt about that. Uh, well, how do you feel about him asking for a trade? Uh, it's sad. I don't blame him if if he was told flat out, hey, you know, you're not the guy anymore, and we're going to make sure you're not the guy next year. That's essentially what you're saying. We are going to make sure you're not going to be the guy next year because we are guaranteeing you no more than that's what he's, 50 catches. You know? That's what he said. I don't know if that's what the team had to say. I mean, we have, what have we heard from, um, we haven't heard anything from the Texans. Everything we hear is from Andre Johnson's side. Right now, I'm reading on Twitter, he's told he was told by the coach, Bill Bryant, that he'd have a reduced role. But what exactly is the reduced role, just being the number two? Because you look at the Texans roster right now, unless they go out and draft or maybe sign a wide receiver, he's still going to be their second best option. Right. Even their and first option on certain games, and like you said, forty catches is not a number two. Is not number two for a team. That's number three or four. Yeah, that's like the slot guy coming off. Yeah, I mean, even if he's relegated to the number two position on the depth chart, he's still going to get seventy-five catches. I mean, how many catches? How many passes do they want Hopkins to catch next year? Two, three hundred. You know, by you know. Allegedly limiting his, you know, Andre's catches to 40, 45. I mean, how many balls are they looking for Hopkins to catch next year? It, it doesn't make sense. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if this entire, if, if a majority of this story is true. Because it's clear, I mean, the Texans have made it clear over the past couple of years that, you know, that they're, they're ready to, to, I don't want to say move on, but they're ready to to hand over the reins to someone else, to someone other than Andre Johnson. And also, they've been a running team for the past four or five years, ever since Kubiak came in. And when you don't have a, a good enough quarterback, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, how are the quarterbacks feeling about this now? You got, what, Ryan Fitzpatrick, got a couple, a bunch of rookies, uh, guys who... Who's got Patrick Mallet, 
Keenum. Those are one. Top three. Savage. Uh, yeah, Savage as well. Any one of those guys, I don't imagine would not want Andre Johnson to be your, even your number two receiver on your team. It, it just it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. I agree with you. Do you want to know how much money Andre Johnson was set to make uh, next year? How much? I, I know probably not a lot compared to other players. A little bit compared over, to the best receivers. A little bit over $16 million. Okay, well, that's a pretty good penny. But, I mean, the guys earned it at this point. I agree. I'm not saying he didn't earn it, but that's a lot of money paying for a guy who's on the wrong side of three. True. I mean, anytime you're, um, anytime you're dealing with with a franchise guy like that, I mean, at some point, the, at some point in, in the in the relationship, at sixteen million dollars next year, he'd be the second highest paid wide receiver, only really? behind Calvin Johnson. Okay, Calvin Johnson would make twenty. Next year, Calvin Johnson would make $20.5 million. Like I said, Andre Johnson is $16 million. When you look at it like that, that's a lot. Of, the second highest paid receiver, I mean, they already have cap problems with trying to get – I know they're trying to re-sign um, not Joseph, the other cornerback named Staten right now. Manning? No. The Daniel? No, the oh. cornerback. Uh, Kareem Jackson? Yeah, Kareem Jackson. So you got three of cap space. By either releasing or trading Andre Johnson, they'll save $8.8 million this year. How is that? How is that possible? You want me to show you? Yeah, I mean, I, that's one thing I don't really... The salary cap has always been, like... I don't, think I, I don't think many people truly get the salary cap. Okay, so his cap, his salary for next year, like I said, is $16 million. A little bit over $16 million. The dead cap, that's how much money that the... Texas will have on their salary cap if they trade or release him before I believe it's before the season starts. Before the, the year starts, which mm-hmm. is like I think yeah, June June first. Yeah, June first. So you just take the cap hit, subtract the dead cap, and that's how much you get it saved. So it's eight point eight million dollars. No matter what, they're paying that that's gonna hit their cap. Gotcha. Okay, I I had never really wasn't too familiar with with uh, the cap structure, but uh, to see him making sixteen million, the number two, you know, high, the second highest paid receiver, I'm really surprised. I mean, this team is all. It just seems like this team is never. You really, didn't think he was that high, did you? Not at all, man. I thought he was going to be, you know, like a Tom Brady kind of bottom of the barrel, you know, for his talent. Uh, but like I was saying, at at one point, at, you know, at a certain point during a long-term relationship like this between a you know a franchise player and, and the team, um, there's there's bound to be that point where you know the player is getting is probably getting paid more than he should be. Which, let's be honest, if you're in sports and you're a player, get as much money as you can because they will release you, trade you, ask you to t- take less money all the time. So Especially in football. Yeah, so in football, you know, you don't have the guaranteed contracts. You grab every penny you can. Yeah. Especially, you know, you also put in, factor in the fact that um, the health 
um, health issues that you have after you leave the game, concussions, dementia, barely able to walk. I mean, you saw a column I wrote about football last year. Do you see that picture I put of Earl Campbell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, he can't walk without support of a cane and a nurse. So, you know, get every penny that you can. And for the most part, Andre Johnson has done that. But I also see a team saying, you're going to be 34 going into the season. You're going to be the second highest paid receiver and the second highest paid receiver in the league, but you're a number two now. And let's also talk about this. Andre Johnson's also had injury issues in the past. He's always, it seems like he's always hurt. Um, and as you get older, those hamstrings tighten <laughs> faster and faster. Definitely. Um, Me personally, I I see both sides. I don't mind him leaving. I really hope that he can latch on the team and make a good Super Bowl or run in the next two or three years, however long he has left. But I also sure. see from the team's perspective, like we need to free up money to sign other players. And no offense, Andre, you're just not that guy anymore. Man, it's hard. It's it's hard to really separate the business from you know the personal. It's like you've been here twelve years. You're a Texan through and through. Yeah, but business is business. And at least they came to him during all season, and they were completely honest with him. They told him what's up, and they're giving him a chance to either find a trade or. You know, get released and find a team and all before the season starts. Wasn't like they just strung him along. So whatever team picks him up is going to have to pay the the other half of that. It depends. If they trade, they'll have to pay for him. If they if the Texans release him, they can sign him for whatever. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, man. It's it's a sad day in Texans football. Uh, for this franchise, I mean, this is a guy that has really been through it all, man. And most of most of it has been a lot of bad teams, uh, ineffective yeah, quarterback position. Let's say something, <laughs> and a lot of heartbreak making the play, making the playoffs, and just not being able to, to break through. Break on through the other side, really. Uh, but yeah, you know. Again, I guess every you know everybody's time is up with with their team with a team. Yeah, you can't stay forever. Eventually, they will cut the jersey off of you. So while we're talking about Andre Johnson's past, let's talk about his future. What team do you think he'll go to? Uh I, you know, I think, I think you. Okay, teams. Okay, the column on the far right that shows how much cap space they have available. So we're trying to think of a team that is realistic because all I've heard for the past day and a half is Patriots, Patriots, New England, New England, and I don't see them near the top in the top twenty. And let's be honest, New England, <laughs> New England is over the cap right now, and they they didn't um, franchise what the Devin McCourty, their safety, and they I believe they still have to redo. Uh, their, there's a chance 
Um, if they don't redo Revis's contract, he can walk as well. Okay. Um, well, I was going to say Miami, but that's not going to happen. They don't have enough money. Where's Miami at? I mean, number 20. And they just released a wide receiver. Yeah. I, you know, I was just thinking just for the... The U back The hometown, yeah. Do you know the hometown reunion? Uh, Tampa Bay is probably... Has a better chance than Miami, but... If, if he wants to make a Super Bowl run... Right, you're not going to Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> With a team that has money... Yeah. So, a team that has money and that has the best chance of making a, making a strong run, who are we looking at? Philadelphia? Philadelphia, who just made a, a trade today. Trading away your boy, LaShawn McCoy, to Buffalo Bills. Is that an indication that they might go after him? Mm, that's just an indication that Chip Kelly loves his Oregon guys. I saw that. Gotcha. Uh... Oh boy, right underneath Philadelphia, you're looking at Indianapolis. Indianapolis, oh. man, that would be that would be a heartbreaker. I'm not even gonna lie, that would hurt. I don't think he would do that. I, I don't know. I I feel like if it, if he goes to Indianapolis, it's not going to be through a trade. Oh yeah, yeah, it's going to be released. Uh, keep going down the list. Green Bay, Green Bay. They're stacked at receiver, though. I know he would. Essentially be like a number four, number five or something. But with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, a number four could still catch 80 passes. That's true. Keep going. San Diego, what about the Chargers? Um, I don't know because they – Phil Rivers is pretty up there in age. Antonio Gates is – Pretty old as well. I don't know if they would want to. Andre Johnson is pretty old as well. Yeah, but it would have to be. It would have to be, you know, like this one and done essentially for this team. I think it would be their only chance at winning. I think even at 34, any of those other teams that that you know acquire that potentially acquires Andre Johnson. All right, let's say he goes to Philadelphia. That's still a pretty young team with a pretty young quarterback. And up oh, just who about might, to ask you, who is Philadelphia's quarterback? Uh, is it Folds? Is Foles it going to be Sanchez? If or I, they might, or if, they're, they're if I'm Johnson, I don't want to go through that quarterback situation again. Yeah, I'd rather Foles trust. A pretty good quarterback. He's a lot better than David Carr. Wow, that's a high bar you just <laughs> said. <laughs> no, but in that system, I think it would, you know, with a with a. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? With a competent quarterback like Foles, I think it would be a pretty good, pretty good match. Uh, Indianapolis would probably be the ideal match, uh, but then again, he would be going in a, going to almost a similar situation. The only difference is, which is a big difference, you've got one of the best, you've got the best young quarterback in football. So that, so I think at 34, you. It wouldn't just be win right now. You could go maybe one or two more years. Well, if you're talking about a team that he can win in another two or another two or three years, go look at Seattle. Yeah, that's true. But essentially, anybody that has a young, good quarterback, so Seattle and Indianapolis, uh, they they have an opportunity to win a title, not just this year, but the following year and the year after, and that. Might be all she wrote for him. That's about as much time as he's got left. That might. I feel you're true, but I feel like Seattle wins the Super Bowl. They have a competent number one receiver. But does he they necessarily have to? Does he? 
See, but that, and, but that's another thing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about him being 34 years old for this team. You know, do we, does is he really necessarily still a number one guy at 34? Well, Seattle didn't even have, have a number oh, one. Yeah. I mean, name their number one. Can you? Can you name either wide receiver except the guy who was working at Foot Locker and came on to the Super Bowl? Is it curse? Sure, why not? What we'll throw that out? One of them. But yeah, man, the further down, there are no other teams that have that we're going through that have the cap space right now. Because another team that I think you would do well on is Baltimore. Your hatred of Baltimore knows the way in. But they do have a habit of picking up former Texas players. They do. Devontae Leach, Jacoby Jones, they just cut yesterday. Uh, Owen Daniels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kubiak, wasn't he the offensive coordinator last year? Yeah, he was. So, uh, where's he? He's head coach of Denver now? Yes, sir. Okay. Speaking oh. of which, Denver, $16 million under the cap. Yeah, they, they, I don't think they have the money to do it. Uh, they have their own guys aside. Yeah. So if you had to pick one team off this list right now, who would you pick? Oh, boy. I now, we're talking about right now. We're just looking at the cap situation right now. I hate to say there it. There are moves that can be made later on. I hate to say it, but Indianapolis. And here's one. He's going to a team he's familiar with. You would go to a team he's familiar with. He's playing in a division he's very familiar with. Um, and then, you know, unfortunately, there's always that revenge factor. It would be the, the ideal place to really stick it to, this, to the Texans. Um, I hate thinking like that, but uh, more times than not, when a guy feels you know, spurned by his former, former team, former lover, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, revenge is always... In the back of the mind, in their mind. Is there, is there a personal story that you want to share? No, just, no. <laughs> you were like a fallen in love, and he thought talking about revenge. I was like, oh god, there's something we need to know. Oh no, not at all, not at all. So you're going with the Colts? Yeah, it, I, I feel dirty saying it, but that's because I just got out of the. I just got back from the gym and haven't had a chance to shower. Ah, uh, but uh, unclean. But also, it's just saying the Colts makes, also makes me feel a little dirty, dirtier than I already am. Dropping some <laughs> disgusting facts on the podcast right now. People are like, just threw out their headphones. Like, I didn't want to hear that. Oh, I, you know, it's not like I'm not going to take a shower. I just mm-hmm. didn't have a chance to right away. Man, right now I am so looking at the Green Bay Packers. I think that's what I'm going with the Packers. They got the cap space. They got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but they also have that climate that uh, can do can do horrible things to a man's hamstrings. <laughs> a 34-year-old man's hamstrings. True. I mean, they do play outdoors. In brutal, brutal temperatures. But then you say the same thing about the Seahawks. And I feel like I feel pretty confident in picking either the Packers or the Seahawks. I guess I'm going with the Packers. So, talk about Andre Johnson's future. Let's talk about the Texans' future. And so, this right now, 2015 free agents at wide receiver. So, you telling me who would you like to see a Texans sign? Because they're probably going to either sign someone or go through the draft. And since neither one of us pays any attention to NCAA football, 
Let's just sign. Wow. There's some more names you can go down. I'm not impressed after these first 12, 13 names, to be honest. There's one name, I looked at this earlier, but there's one name that stood out to me that I would like to see them try. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's 24 years old. Yeah. That would be an interesting pickup. Because he's still got a lot of time left. And I think he, he he's young enough to compliment DeAndre. And is you know, does it go worse as we get down? But it's not why because it's got better <laughs> midway through. Cause it's gone by a salary how much they made last year. Uh, no, I think it's worse as we go down, so they go back up. So you're going God lost him. Back. I would say Randall Cobb and Hakeem Mix. Now, Both are still in their twenties. How old is Hakeem Mix? Twenty seven. It's like he's been in the league for like twelve years yeah. now. Maybe it's just that New York buzz. The one guy I was looking at earlier that I would like to see him try and go get Tory Smith. Oh yeah. One of the faster receivers. Yeah, twenty six. He's a he stresses the field. All I gotta do is you pair him with Case Keenum and you can see cuts down left and right. You know, if we believe Keenum's gonna be the starter again next year. That's not saying much. Uh, Mallet, we're going we're Mallet power, right? Hey, I, I'm I'm more behind Mallet than I am Keenum at this point. Uh, hey, sorry, sorry, Houston Cougar fans or whatever, but um, just I don't see it in Keenum. I would much rather have Mallet at this point. Um, but if if Tory Smith. Where is he on, the, on this list? Down here. 26 years old. Unrestricted free agent. Last year made a little bit over a million dollars. So why wouldn't the Ravens keep him instead of Andre Johnson? He's younger, he's faster, and he's a lot, a lot cheaper. No, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that, like, he's on purpose. Like, um, maybe they get rid of Steve Smith and bring Andre Johnson. I'm just saying the Ravens yeah. like to bring in Texans. That's why they were in the, on the list. Gotcha. Um, but Torres Smith, to, to me, it seems like a guy that's a perfect number two. A guy that can stretch the field, uh, take some of the coverage off of Hopkins. Sure. That's why I picked him. Um, you went with Akeem Nix and Randall Cobb. Man, Akeem Nix is something though that's always hurt. I'm going to look this up. Oh, that's true. He, he, and he was hurt last year with Indianapolis. I will look this up as soon as the internet stops being crazy. Good thing I have my phone. But go ahead and talk while I look up the team next. I want to see how many games have you played with it. I don't mean, they're, they're still in their 20s. You know, either one of them. You know. I like how I put in... Hakeem into my phone, the first thing that comes up is a lot of Good phone. Good phone. It's a smart, smart phone. Yeah. That's a smart, smart phone. Bravo. Thank you. Um, That's why I keep you around. <laughs> I think with, with Knicks or Cobb, you know, they're both much younger than Andre Johnson. Mm-hmm. They're a lot cheaper than Andre Johnson. 
and they've both been on I guess um, yeah they've both been on some high profile teams I mean Cobb has spent his whole career what two or three years now with Aaron Rodgers as, as his quarterback you really can't get too much better than that yeah uh, and also and Hakeem Mix you know he wasn't he on one of the, wasn't he on the last the last Super Bowl team with the Giants Sure. Years ago, he might have been a rookie at that time. But, but he's played in New York with the Giants. I mean, with Eli Manning, who, before he started really, Sucking. really imploding, uh, was a pretty good quarterback in his own right. So they definitely have experience with, you know, pretty good offenses. And I think they would, they would be, they would bring, you know, that experience to this team that's in Wow, Hakeem Nix played all 16 games last year. Did he? It's just me. He's like uh, the guy that's always a game time decision. Like he's always hurt, but he plays and it it shows in his stat line. Yeah. What's last time Giants won the Super Bowl? 2009. Yeah, that in his rookie year. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they have they have experience. They are both surprised. They both have some experience on some pretty good, you know, offenses. Um, and who's the other guy you spoke of? Randall Cobb. That's my Good to you, though. I'm looking up Randall Cobb. Cobb. And they're both pretty dependable receivers. I mean, they they weren't the number one options on their teams. Yeah. In years past, but they've always been pretty dependable, you know, when their number is called. What is with you, Internet? You just hate me, don't you? You hate me. Curse that. Yeah, Randall Cobb blew up last year. It was a good year to. <laughs> contract year <laughs> to go over a thousand yards and catch 12 touchdowns. Yeah. I like how we both have plans. So you're going Cobb and Nix. I'm going towards Hill. Man. Those, I, actually, that's a pretty... Why not go after all three? <laughs> It'd be pretty nice. Probably will, you know. Cobb. You know, at the very least, you, the very least, you can try. Yeah. Man, I just can't believe that Kim Nix has played that many games. <laughs> that was a shocker. <laughs> Seems like every time I turn on to ESPN and watch like Fantasy Focus now, he's like a game time decision right. with like a hamstring or <laughs> or a, um, what's that, tricep injury or something like that. And I guess he always plays just not that well. <sighs> Sad. Anything else you want to say about this whole situation? I mean, how surprised are you when you heard the news? Um, su- surprised in the sense that it, it just for a Monday it just kind of came out of nowhere, but not surprised in the sense that this has just been a long time coming. I mean, they've been going back and forth on because didn't he do this last year? A contract dispute. Yeah, but um, dawn last year. Okay. Yeah, the last moment they were able to sort things out and make him happy. But, you know, again, it's not surprising in the sense that, yeah, they've been 
They've been going through the song and dance for the better part of what three years now, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, finally, it just—it's finally come to a head. If they traded him, how, what would you think they would get back? Hmm, boy, um, I would settle for no, no less than ooh, yeah. third round pick. I don't think you can go any lower than a third round pick. I think they could get a fourth round pick and that might get bumped up to a third round depending on performance. But that's it. I mean, the age and the contract will kind of hamper. You're not getting a first. You're definitely not getting a first and you're not getting a second. Unless you package it with a couple of your picks. But I think if you're a team like Indianapolis, who's usually lately has been picking lower in the draft, the third round pick, I don't think, would be as detrimental. Yes, and a team like Indianapolis, who foolishly gives away first round yeah. picks for Trent Richardson. That's true. Can't, can't be surprised at what they do. Man, I really don't want him, as a Texas fan, I oh, don't absolutely. want him to go to Indianapolis. That would, that would just be like heartbreak. I I hate the idea of him going, but. Then why did you bring it up? You're hurting it, us. Because it, it, you know. I'm like, Ryan Ripley, who hurt me? Who hurt me? Who hurt me? You did. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, just based on their cap space. I really hope you will sit NFC and we do not have to see him. That should be the goal for the team at least. Oh, how much would it suck if he made the Super Bowl in 2017 when it's back in Houston? Ah, <laughs> uh, fun also. Yeah. What out of you? Well at least you know he finally uh, I don't know how to. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> you brought it up. It's too late. I can't. All I can think of now, think about now, is seeing him in that blue and white jersey, catching passes from Andrew Luck in Reliance Stadium, <laughs> over Daniel Manning and um, Jonathan Joseph. Jonathan Joseph. Thanks. Thanks for that, Kareem Jackson. I will never be able to sleep again. Thanks to you. But sadly, it makes the most sense. I think. Please pick the Packers for my Sandy. <laughs> Either the Packers or the Seahawks. Leave us. Oh. Man, is there anything else? I think we, t- we touched on the topic of the um, Philadelphia Buffalo trade. Yeah, so, you know, what's up with that? They, the Eagles traded one of the top running backs in football mm-hmm. for an injured linebacker. Yeah, coming off an ACL tear. Um, I can kind of understand it because of how the money works. I think LaShawn McCoy for the next three years gets like nine, ten, and eleven million dollars, and Kiko Alonso, the linebacker, they're getting back. <laughs> and the next three years will make a total of like two million. Is he still under a rookie contract? Yeah, I think wasn't last year's rookie year. Why am I asking you when I have the? To... <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. Kiko Alonso. Um, Talk, you're giving us dead silence here. <laughs> That's not good radio. Let me ask you this. Uh, Should I keep LaShawn McCoy on my fantasy team next season? <laughs> He's going to Buffalo. Which, to their credit, has done some pretty nice work with their with their running backs in years past. C.J. Spiller, Fred Jackson. They drafted Marshawn Lynch originally. So, C.J. Spiller appeared on NFL Network 
uh, tonight, Tuesday. And this is what he said. Management called me and told me they were trading for McCoy and pretty much gave me a thank you for your service. Wow. So, CJ Spiller. Another scorned rubber. I mean, <laughs> what is with you? <laughs> CJ Spiller will not be. He's an unrestricted free agent, so there's no 99.99999% chance. I'm sure, rather, that CJ Spiller will not be t- returning to the Bills next year. And where does a guy like that wind up? Because he's. He can be utilized. And I don't know. This is just the wrong time period for running backs. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, this is a pass-first game nowadays, unless you're Seattle. But, what, that's 31 other teams that, that's for the most part, pass-first? Yeah, pass-first or pass-heavy. Yeah. I wouldn't call the Texans pass-first. Ah, I'm never gonna find out about Kiko Alonso. So I'm sorry, you're just never gonna learn. Internet <laughs> has failed me again. Go on. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, <laughs> be like I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. It's looking good for the Bills. I think. I guess it's a good trade. I mean, this guy's a, you know, McCoy is, again, a top, a top running back. You know, yeah, and he has been for the past three years now. Except last year when he killed your fantasy team? Yes. Yeah. But he was, I mean, he's always a threat. You know, I mean, I, I think more, most teams went into each game expecting the best, uh, or, you know, well, no. <laughs> Expecting the worst and hoping for the best for them, which would be, you know, an ineffective McCoy. Mm-hmm. But expecting, a, you know, a dominant, you know, shady guy. <laughs> well, did you do that on purpose, a shady guy? Yeah, that's his name. You know, Shady McCoy, that's that's what they expected. How do you get that nickname in that one? Are you just, like, stealing other people's girlfriends? I've... I don't know. I mean, his profile picture on the fantasy football, he looks like a nice guy. Smiles, you know, he smiles in his picture. He doesn't look like a tough guy. Just, who knows? It doesn't, it, and that's, yeah, it's so perplexing because he doesn't look like a shady guy. <laughs> this he looks like a happy man that's just, you know, glad to be here. This podcast is just the real. You're talking about his looks in pictures. He looks happy. We're trying to talk about the Buffalo Bills. What do you expect? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm you didn't expect rail jumping? Choo choo. Yeah. Alright, let me. Kiko Alonso. So. He's going to his second year. I guess what college he went to? Oregon. Yeah. Chip Kelly is just grabbing up Oregon guys left and right to make what, Why not? what we and my brother are now calling the Philadelphia Ducks. Why not right now while well, you can? I mean, there's guys in the league that you obviously, you know. Clearly there's, clearly, there's guys in the league that you coached when you were head coach in college. You should grab as many as you can right now. Kind of hopefully rework that that magic that you had in, in college. Because it's 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 only it's only going to be, you know, short-lived because, you know, in two years there aren't going to be any guys, you know, young guys that he coached in college because you know, he's been in the league for so long. 
How many tackles do you think Kiko Alonso had last year in his rookie year? How many games did he play last year? 16. Yeah, he tore his ACL in the last game. Mm-hmm. Wow, so is he out for the year this season? No, he'll be back in time for training camp. Oh, okay. Uh, rookie season tackle totals? Mm-hmm. Uh, 100? Nope. How much? 159. Wow. Where did that rank? As far as rookies, that was number one. Overall? Uh, you're going to make me look up stats. Give me a moment. That seems pretty hot. That is, or yeah, that might have been. I think that was top five. But that defense was pretty good overall last year, anyways. So it doesn't surprise me that you know a linebacker. You're gonna make me look up stats <laughs> with this. That their linebacker, you know, position was was well stocked. 159 tackles will rake him number one in the league last year. Really? Mm-hmm. Holy cow! Luke Kiki got Luke. I'm getting the right guy. Luke Cleakley had 153. Oh, so he'd be number two. No, he had 159. Oh, 159. That's wow. Holy cow. I was tackling the shit. That's impressive. See, very much so. Then it's fair. I think it's a good deal for both teams. Who's... But again, this is another thing that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Because no one was expecting uh, McCoy to be traded, especially so early in the season. I mean, they can't even make the deal until March 10th. It just came out of nowhere. So why do you announce it now? I don't know. I never, I've never understood that. This is not the first time that a, a deal has been announced days before it can officially happen. Are they teams, you know, hoping or basically letting the other the other teams around the league know, hey, we're not taking calls on this guy. We've got a deal that we like, or it's just no. Because if you had that, you could just say no, thank you during the trade conversations, and nobody would have to know. And it's not like you really need to warn the players before it happens. I really don't have any idea. It's like something that could. It's one of. I really think it's one of the things that they both agreed to a deal. And then somebody in one of the organizations just leaked something out to the media. Yeah, see, that's not cool. I don't like. I've never been a fan of the the Weasley insider who's, you know, you know, spilling the beans on, or you know, providing the scoop. You know, what do you have to gain from that? What seriously? What do you have to? You're an anonymous tip man. I know what the newspaper I've got. I have no idea what you gain as a guy who blows the whistle. Okay. In sports, I mean, you know, in, in the sports world, when you're talking I about guess you feel like if, you, if you're honest with a reporter, you tell them things that maybe he, he or she tells you things that they hear around the league, like it's a uh, quick pro quo kind of deal. That's the only thing I can think of. If I was the owner, I'd squash that by getting five guys, or whoever's in my organization, the five of them, and I would tell each one of them a different rumor, and whichever one came out in the press, you're fired. <laughs> no snitch in this organization. I, yeah, I mean, it's just so perplexing why we have all these unnamed sources. Snitches. 
I'll, I'll stick with unnamed sources, but call them what you want. I mean, are they getting paid by the newspaper writers? No, I, 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 I don't know how, why. I just I gave you my answer. Quid pro quo. This for that. That's all I can. That's the best I can give. I guess. It'd be interesting to talk to a former sports whistleblower or insider. That's, that's something worth asking, I think. Well, we gotta get on that. Anything else on the world of football? Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, essentially. Yeah. Oh, the draft is coming up in uh, what, June? July, something like that. I know that we're going to, I'm probably going to watch the first round, that's it. And not even the entire first round. I will just probably watch the Texas draft, and that's it. Yeah, I guess so. I was going to say, I will probably watch like the first five picks, but um, yeah, you got to, unless the Texans move up to the fifth spot, yeah. then I don't have to watch too it's much. Like the draft for us is like a bunch of no-name players. It's like when me and my brother used to play Madden new seasons and the computer would auto-generate players. Like, I don't know any of these guys because I don't watch college football and don't care to. Any chance Andre goes to Oakland? Oh, God. Reunites with Matt Shaw. Oh, you you didn't know Oakland is where careers go to die. (laughs) Either Oakland or Jacksonville. Hey. It's a Texans reunion, though. Thank God for Jacksonville. Thank <laughs> God for those easy wins every year. All right. Anything else you want to say? No. That's, I think we've covered it. Let's say our goodbyes. Uh, well, you know, you know how it is. We appreciate all the love, all the support. Appreciate you tuning in this evening, this afternoon, this morning, whenever you're listening. You can find us on Twitter, in fact. Woo-hoo. Believe it or not, we're on Twitter. Every time. I'm uh, at Ant underscore Garcia 288. Still working on that Twitter handle. Still new to the Twitter world, so uh, hopefully I'll have something better soon. DQ? Uh, I'm at DQ 327. And of course, follow the main site at 288 underscore. But we do the best we can with what we got. Right. And eventually, we'll get to that movie draft. Eventually, you can only hope. Maybe next next week, you know, if nothing interrupts us. Because I know what my number one pick is. Do you know what yours is? Probably. All right. I'm almost certain. I will, I will crush it. <laughs> Great. Just <laughs> bring it. Just bring it? All right. I'm going to have you in the corner crying after you hear my <laughs> All right. Again, thanks for listening, guys and gals. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.